0: You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show.
1: It looks like it's time to talk about Loki. Let's talk about our time-traveling variant man made of hotness, <laughs> win, and awesomeness. <laughs> so welcome to an all-new set of LGR reviews. It's me, Amber, with Adelia. We're doing Hello. the thing. We're holding it down. We are. We're the Marvel sect in this uh, in this whole LGR fam. Uh, and le- <laughs> listen. Uh, Everybody knew when I said it, and I never lied about it. That you know, I was like, eh, yeah, it's not gonna throw my shoulder. Me, me. But then Loki came around, and I was like, oh, we're back. <gasps> this is amazing. This is amazing. So, how do you? What did you think? What did you think uh, of these two episodes?
0: This is the one I was looking forward to the most out of these first three series. Cause like, like I love me some Wanda. I do. But Loki might be my favorite character in the entire MCU. And so um, I was very excited when this was announced because I was literally crushed by that moment of Infinity War. And so to have him back in the MCU again, even if it's this different version of Loki, but I like this version of Loki and I like where they're so far taking this version of Loki. These first two episodes have been amazing and uh, I can't wait to talk about them.
1: Oh yeah. like. I have to say, I like everything thus far, and I think we mentioned this before we even went went into recording. Like Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston together as a team—they're so are great. Chef's kiss, like it's so perfect. They're give, they're, I love them so. They're much. giving
0: me life. They, yes, they're giving like, me life.
1: Because I'm basically dead inside, so like the fact that they that they coexist gives me. so i'm like (laughs) i just want to like oh i want to hug them both and and we gotta you know as we've done a few times like we gotta welcome owen wilson into the mcu yay welcome everybody but let, let's get right into this. Uh, you know, we got a whole rundown and some some stuff to talk about. Like, there was a lot in two episodes, and we I think we only get six of them. So instead of doing an episode every single episode, you know, because Lord knows we're verbose and we can talk a lot. Uh, I think we're going to do one every two, so that'll be a lot more fun. But yeah. episode one of Loki opens during the events of Avengers Endgame. Um, when Loki opens a new branch of timeline by stealing the Tesseract and he's dropped into the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. Uh, the, a bunch of people in, you know, like all black, like military style suits come and apprehend him. We find out that they're the Time Variance Authority or hereafter mentioned as the TVA because I don't have that kind of time or syllabic uh, intensity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he's apprehended. He's put into like a jumpsuit. There's also like <laughs> like lasers strip this man and I'm like, Oh,
0: it was like oh, oh my, oh dear.
1: <laughs> oh, they they just they just gave gave every fangirl like a moment. I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> oh, thank you,
0: thank you, <laughs>
1: hello, Marvel, thank you. Hello, hello. Uh, but then they put him into a jumpsuit, and you know, it's like it's one of those. It's like the coolest looking jumpsuit I've ever seen. So I'm like, I'll yeah. It looks like pajamas, so I was like, "I'll wear that. That's fine." Um, he finds out in a video by Miss Minutes, voiced by Tara Strong. Long live the queen, right here, because you know the, the I think she voiced Buttercup and all kinds of other things. So Tara Strong is a queen. Um, <laughs> he finds out that the time cre- the timekeepers created the sacred timeline after a multiversal war threatened to destroy everything. So the TVA resets branch timelines and apprehends variants who branch those timelines. So world building. And obviously this is going to lead into a whole lot of things because during that video, two very important words were said and the showrunner, Michael Waldron is the writer for Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness and the words multiverse or multiversal and madness were said in the video.
0: So I'm like, as was Nexus.
1: Oh yeah, Nexus was said too. And we, we know all about Nexus beings from Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, she's, yeah. I mean, it's all coming. It's it's gonna happen. I can't wait, oh my God. But you know, uh, Loki gets brought in front of the judge, Ravana Renslayer, uh, and she judges him guilty. And when he tries to blame the the Avengers, she denies this and claims that they didn't break the sign, the, the sacred timeline, but he did. Uh, then Mobius, Mobius M. Mobius, uh, who hasn't fully been named yet, but, you know, like, he's Mobius in all the, in all the credits he, and stuff, so that's he fine. D-
0: he did uh, sign his initials on that paperwork in the second episode as MMM, so I think that's... Yeah, that's yeah, nice. yeah, I mean, it,
1: the comic book character is called Mobius M. Mobius, and in everything he's listed as that, so, you know what? Wow, because it's Owen Wilson, and that's where <laughs> we're going to go with that. Um, <laughs> Mobius watches past misdeeds it's basically everything that he did during the actual avengers movie which is you know succinct and appropriate because that's where this variant came from um then mobius shows a little bit of his future where he causes the death of frigga inadvertently um so loki still being you know this really bratty loki that we were blessed (laughs) with after avengers you know um he literally continues to try to escape the TVA. We we know that Loki possesses the power to be good and remorseful and you know, a little less trickster and a little more benevolent anti-hero, but at this moment he's still kind of bleh and wants and wants to test act so he can gain glorious ultimate power. Um, he's burdened with glorious.
0: <laughs> um, I love how many times that's been said so far. It's... it's the
1: name of the first episode. It's so great. Yeah. I'm like, I love how they literally joke with him and they make fun of him. They're like, he a burden with glorious purpose. And I was like, please do it in a voice. Just please make fun of him in like an ironic shitty voice. And <laughs> just be like, glorious purpose. <laughs> and he'll be like, <laughs> I would pout if I were Loki. I'd be like, whatever. Um, he keeps attempting to escape and then finds out that the infinity stones are literally powerless at the tva like they're Which literally was incredible. Sitting, it was the best scene my, um, my
0: my there were two great moments in that scene for me first one was when casey didn't know what a fish was <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Which was just like what is happening in the tva that he doesn't know what a fish is <clears throat>
1: Well, I mean, he's second, really important.
0: He's doing important paperwork, okay? <laughs> yeah. And and then the second is uh, when he said that the some of the guys using Infinity Stones as paperweights. And then later in the credits, you see a Mind Stone as a paperweight, and it's so beautiful. I was like... It's great.
1: Yes. Everybody was really concerned about where the Mind Stones were. They're paperweights, guys. Paperweights. Why wouldn't you... Like, think about it. If if they could have any power, why wouldn't you want a Mind Stone to be your paperweight for paperwork? Because, like... Yeah, maybe the mind stuff will rub off on you. I need I need that. Excuse me. Can I have my mind stone paperweight, please? Thank you. (laughs) Nobody can hear me because I'm by myself and slightly insane. Apparently, Um, I I just think it's funny that they have all these times or that all these infinity stones shoved in a drawer like hot sauce packets.
0: Yeah, just right. the the infinity stones the tesseract in a drawer and a random cart that some random TVA employee is pushing down the hall. It's just it's so great. Perfect. And then the cart is like like disintegrated and you're just like it's pruned yeah, it's pruned. The cart is pruned. It's like, it's, yes, I was pruned. Watching, That's what it's called. I, I was watching your reaction, I don't remember which one, and somebody said, She just destroyed all those infinity stones and nothing happened. I mean, I mean they are powerless at the
1: TVA, yeah. but Goodness gracious, I'm so sorry guys. I don't know how we get those back to you, oops. Like, do they go with a variant? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm about to like jump down a hole, like a yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. hole well. You're like, Amber, can you come out now? Like, um, we're still talking about infinity stones and how they're powerless at the TVA. Do new ones spawn? Like what happens here? <laughs> but, but so, Loki goes back to the time theater. That's what that's what this this hologram or holographic image is called. It's called the time theater. I thought that was kind of cool um he watches the rest of his intended future um including his improved relationship with thor the death of odin um i think he sees some of hella um he sees the destruction of asgard in ragnarok and he sees his own death at the hands of thanos and i think it's one of the most like powerful moments that we've gotten out of these series along with some of the moments that we saw in WandaVision, because I mean, there were some really poignant, deep moments in WandaVision. And this is the one that really, truly compares because you see Loki literally seeing, literally everything that he loved was ripped from him and he didn't even get to experience it, which yeah. it sucks if like, if I suddenly had to see my future and I was like, <laughs> why did, why? Ugh. And then of course, you know he's he's killed doing basically sort of the right thing. And that really sucks but
0: you know it's it's what it is The, the uh, look the look on loki's face when you hear that neck crack just like yeah. oh my god it, it broke me i was literally watching with my hand over
1: my face just like and like i i started to cry and i was like this is so oh my god and <laughs> You know, there were things that I cried about during WandaVision. There were a couple things that I was, like, really moved by in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but nothing affected me that way. Like, I was like, oh, my oh my gosh. Oh, well. Nah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll agree <sighs> with that. Same thing for me. Like, it, seeing a character that you love watch his own demise. Like, it was worse than watching it the first time. Am I wrong? It, it was definitely oh. worse, in my opinion, because now we got, like, Loki reacting to it. Like, I'm really glad that we got Loki's reaction instead of me having to see that moment from Infinity War again. Because, literally, I still am not sure what happens for probably five minutes after that moment in Infinity War. Because I get so teary-eyed. So. Uh, I
1: can literally tell you. It's literally the the Thor crawls over to him, holds his body, and everything starts blowing up around him. And okay. that's really what happens. And I was like, well, I mean, and Thanos is like, all right, peace. And all of the children of Thanos, the black order and Thanos are just like snap my like oh and then Thor gets picked up by uh by, by the guardians. guardians of the galaxy yeah but I just like. <laughs> it, it was just it was hard to watch the first time like I. I remember going into infinity war and I'm, I'm cutting off like the line here. I remember going into infinity war and being very anxious because I knew that it was going to be really, really heart wrenching, but I didn't like, through all the things. I didn't cry. I, I don't really like react to certain things, but when it's really the character, like when I know that the characters are really going, that's what affects me. And when Loki died, when, when Gamora died and honestly, when Peter Parker dusted because of everything that he was saying, because I kind of understood where they were going in in Endgame and I was like, okay, cool. But I always kind of, I think of it like a writer and I end up kind of doing things that way. But man, watching it again from Loki's perspective through the time theater, just like really wrecked me. And I was like, (laughs) 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 And, and you know, like, they really know what they're doing in terms of how to mess Amber up. That's really what it is. <laughs> like these, these people, need to mess. stop messing with me. Um, however, because of this, because of the time theater and because of what he's seen, he decides to use his glorious burden of purpose and decides to help the TVA. Um, and he finds out from Mobius that the fugitive is actually another, it's a variant of Loki. Um, The very last closing scene of the episode, you know, for perfect world building um, is a person dressed in black and they kill Minutemen like who are investigating the scene by burning them. Um, And I think he takes one of them hostage. So it it closes on that. I think it's in Oklahoma in like the 1880s or something like, I think 1885. Mm -hmm. So like that. Yeah. So we close on that. And the first episode was good. it was, you know, most of the time the first episode tends to be, all right, Opens like scene, lights up, here we are. Here's what we're laying out for you. And, you know, we had some hijinks because it was basically Loki running around the TVA and um, 82 just really, really or like, or it's like 82, no, it was B15, Um, B15 like really pissed off at him. And like, I think that the moment when he got like the, what was it like where he charged her and like had her running back. (laughs) Time twister, I think they call it. The time twist, I was like, this is great because she's mean please continue (laughs) she's not nice keep doing it but i mean other than that like obviously casey was hysterical the fish i just like there were really great moments in it but you know it was exactly what i expected for our first episode so i was like okay this is good this is good moving on to episode two and I Can was I say one really- last thing about episode one?
0: Oh, yeah. Go, oh, go, go. I really, really enjoyed the scene where Loki s- got saw the Miss Minutes animation and everything because it looked like the inside of a DMV in the 1970s. You know, get your <laughs> ticket, stand in line, wait your turn. Oh like, it was hysterical to me how it, like, the fact that everything at the TVA looks like it came out of the 1970s and all the technology yes. is analog and they're <laughs> still like printing on dot matrix printers. <laughs> it's the- oh, my God. i I completely forgot about the opening where he like he asked him, This is a this is
1: a sheet of or a list of everything you've ever said and he keeps saying things and he keeps having to print it out and put it on top. And he's like it's like just sign (laughs) and that guy has a picture of his cat on the desk and the cat is sitting there and I was like, Tell me it's a flurkin.
0: Tell me it's a flurkin. I want to be a flurkin. Please be a flurkin.
1: I want all of the flurkins. I have a (laughs) flurkin. My flurkin lives with me. She's probably sleeping on Ryan's legs right now, but flurkins, all the flurkins. But if, but yeah, it, episode one was precisely what I wanted it to be. Did, did it work for you as like a world building kind of, I mean, what a weird world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, it totally worked for me. I was in from the moment that Loki got picked up by the Minutemen in the Mongolian desert and they just were like, we don't care. And she hit him with that time weapon that knocked him into one sixteenth speed. And at first I was like, why are they lingering on this slow shot? This seems like weird to <laughs> linger on. And then she just walks in real time and puts the thing on his neck. Oh, it was and so great.
1: And she's like, you're feeling it in real time, but it's happening slower. And then he's like, and all you see is like, whoa. <laughs> and she's like, yes. This it's is so, so great. great. I'm I'm so happy that they have the sense of humor to pull this show off because Loki was always like a perfect anti hero, even when he was a villain. Yeah, and like I also
0: also really enjoyed when uh, Mobius and him were in the time theater, and Mobius was going, Okay, so you conquer Earth, what's next? and Loki's like, Well, Asgard and the Nine Realms, and he goes, So space, that sounds nice, Loki, king of space, okay, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Loki didn't have an answer. Which Loki I really never appreciated. Thought that far. it was yeah. so perfect. Loki, king of space.
1: <laughs> it's just like, oh my goodness. It's, it's so tongue in cheek and perfect. And the humor is exactly what I wanted. Like, yeah. it, it brings me back to moments in the MCU. Like, like, one of my favorite moments, oddly enough, involves our buddies, uh, Sam and Bucky. It's like in the airport when they're lying on the floor after getting webbed by by freaking Peter. And he's like, I hate you. <laughs> like just, or, or when they're in the car and he won't move the seat up. He's like, can you move your seat up? No, <laughs> it just kills me every time. So that's like the kind yeah. of perfect semi deadpan humor that they wore and nailed it, like nailed it perfectly. Yeah, but they also nailed... It it even nailed Vision looking into the TV.
0: Yeah, they also nailed other (laughs) things, too. Like, Mobius kept pushing Loki for, do you enjoy hurting people? Do you enjoy hurting people? And he finally got out of him at the end. No, I don't enjoy hurting people. I have to hurt these people to keep up the illusion of the fact that I'm not weak, which I thought was a fascinating answer it really is like again psychologically
1: these these tv series or these like these short-lived series on disney plus really are going into the psyche of these these characters and you're just like what are you guys doing and why are you doing this to me <laughs> like yeah. you're like Wah. but do we want to move on to episode two do we have yeah, any other thoughts because I can't think anything. okay because because I'm excited about episode two, because this is where we get into like some of the meat and potatoes and we get to see some things, some shit yeah. goes down. So oh, yeah. legitimately, the episode opens and within minutes, Mobius, the Minutemen and Loki are going to an attack site at a Ren fair in Wisconsin in 1985. And Loki attempts to con Mobius and the Minutemen into allowing him to meet the timekeepers he he even tries to manipulate him and mobius flips the script on him and he's like you almost had me (laughs) like (laughs) i i literally was like he's he's manipulating him he's attempting to manipulate him and then he's totally
0: manipulating him
1: oh yeah like you knew it and then mobius is like "Mm -mm 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 -mm." no No. um so they end up back with uh revana renslayer and she wishes to not Give Loki any more chances, and that Mobius convinces her. Um, one of the one of the best parts of the episode comes here because this is the part where you know Mobius is like, okay, just brings him to the library, which it's just a library of sheets of paper. And the library is great. The most dank librarian ever. I think she worked in every Catholic school in the nation. Um, <laughs> she definitely worked in mine. <laughs> and, she's, and she doesn't look at you if you talk to her, but you have to ring that bell. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Well, I was like, watch out. She may have a ruler. She's going to thwack you. <laughs> you don't <laughs> mess with her. But so oh, yeah. Loki researches the files to see where the variant could be hiding and discovers amazingly, because like, wow, that the variant could be hiding in apocalyptic events where actions won't affect the timeline. And he explains this to Mobius by destroying his salad, which brings up this wonderful <laughs> Asgard isn't a place. It's a it's salad, a salad. <laughs> because he uses the illusion that it's Asgard and, you know, like say for example, Ragnarok, he uses Ragnarok as the entire, as the entire scenario. And he's like, well, Surtur comes down and if comes down and destroys in Ragnarok, but what if we go and we do stuff during, like before it happens? Nobody will know because everybody dies. So this leads to them going to Pompeii <laughs> and one of the greatest moments in most most of the MCU. So this is what they're going to do to us. That Loki is going to be the home <laughs> of many of the best moments in the MCU, where, where freaking Mobius is like, shh, just disrupt kind of. And Loki starts jumping on carts, freeing goats, runs around, throws stuff around and screams,
0: nothing matters. (laughs) My my favorite was when he let the goats go and he said something along the lines of, be free my horned brethren. (laughs) Be
1: free my horned brethren. I forgot about that one. Oh my God, (laughs) Yes, it's so perfect. I was like, be free my horned brethren. Okay. Okay, but you just see all kinds of chaos and anarchy, and then pyroclastic flows are coming. The, the mountain is erupting. Like we're we're seeing Pompeii go down. Vesuvius is like, "Move, bitch, get out the way!" And Loki is standing there, and they see no no variances, and then he posts like, he does. and then the next thing you know, they're back at the TVA, and I'm like, "That was impressive." The the it was right there so it's killer it's it's one of the best scenes in anything in my opinion it's just perfect because i live for little moments like that um so they deduce loki finds like they they kind of have a they they do a bet just for you know i guess pride i kind of wish that they had bet on something you know like like could we have done the db cooper moment we didn't mention the db cooper moment by the way that db is so dope (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was, I love that it was a bet from Thor. <laughs> he lost a bet to I was, Thor. I was like, can we do another D.B. Cooper moment? Because, like, I mean, nope. you know, like, why not? It's fine, but no. Mm-mm. But I do love that he lost a bet to Thor. <laughs> like, I love that. I'm like, oh. it's, at least he didn't turn himself into a snake because Thor loves snakes. That's, that's another great moment. Oh my gosh. Yay, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> um, but so they deduce that the variant's hiding in a rocks cart store. Uh, there's rocks on again. We're, we're seeing them pop up here and there um, during a hurricane in 2050, Alabama. Sorry, Justin. Oop.
0: Yeah, sorry, Justin. It's not
1: looking good for you, man. <laughs> Justin, Jake Agavetta, Marie Wilson, everybody, you guys uh, batten down your hatches in 2050. Cool. Um, the variant is somewhere in the store, and you see that happening. They're in the camera room. Um, and basically possesses B-15, the hunter, uh, B-15, and a bunch of the locals in the store and sets up a bunch of reset charges. Loki encounters the variant and is walking around talking to the locals and they're having this really great conversation. And most most of these locals who are being possessed by the variant are really, really funny. And just, they all have the perfect smarm and you know exactly what I mean. Like one of them, the guy, the one that worked at the store, he's just like like making the Loki faces. I'm like, you and Tom Hiddleston had a lot of time to practice this, didn't you? <laughs> I see what you did here. Um, then the variant reveals herself, it's Lady Loki. Um, the charges are actually transported to various points across and along the sacred timeline in random locations. and. Yeah. Adelia paid attention and got an entire list of all the location or a good, a good portion of the locations, which I think is absolutely insane. Go for
0: it. <laughs> okay. Uh, locations on the uh, screens include nowhere. So the, the floating celestial head, Barcelona, Niflheim. So that's Hela's realm, Dartford, yep. England, Fongna, Vietnam, Lisbon, Vormir, Four ton Colorado, which apparently doesn't really exist. Cookville, Asgard, Rome, Sakar, Barichara, Baricha, Colombia, Ego, which was the funniest one to me. <laughs> she sent a charge to Ego. Um, Porvu, Finland, Titan, New York City, Tokyo, Hala, so the Cree homeworld, Kingsport, Xandar. Beijing, Madrid, Portland, and Jotunheim. So it's basically, to me, every major planet that we know of so far in the MCU and a whole bunch of uh, random world cities thrown in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if... Did we get all the nine realms? I don't even know, but... I
0: don't think we got all the nine realms, but we definitely had Hela's realm,
1: so... Yeah, we we had Hela and Hala. Yay. Um, so we had, we had three locations, four locations from the Guardians movies. Um, yeah. I think it's funny that they resurrected Nowhere for that one. Um, And Ego.
0: E- Ego cracked me up when I read that. I was like, I thought he was what? Destroyed. what? Yeah, but like, she's sending these charges throughout time. So you got to remember True. going through time. Like, I know the one that was sent to Hala was in like 51 AD. Like there's a bunch of different dates. I didn't write down the dates, but there's a bunch of different dates um, associated with all of those. And and it's like
1: totally random. Like like, "Hmm."
0: it is totally random, but it's like, what world event could possibly be happening in Porvu, Finland, in whatever year that was sent to, that she wants to change or stop or whatever? So,
1: I mean, you never know. And look into it's. I'm sure that there's a reason because. I mean, now, every time I say this, every time I say that there's like a major reason for them doing anything, they always prove me wrong. And they're like, "Nah, we just put a list of stuff there. Yeah. Like a couple of these places will be significant, but probably all of them won't. And and that's okay. However, the charges branch thing into disarray for the TVA, Um, she decides to teleport away and as everybody's running down the aisle to catch Loki and the variant, Loki follows her. Um, One of the biggest pieces about this is that they never actually saw the variant. They only saw him. So I'm kind of wondering exactly what's like, do they understand that he wasn't helping her, that he's trying to catch her? Um, I mean, it was an amazing episode. Like by the end of it, I was just kind of like, what is happening why yeah. is it happening how is it happening oh my god but it's it's absolutely phenomenal um i'm per the usual impressed by marvel and everything that they've put together i'm impressed with michael waldron and his skills as a as a showrunner and writer and uh kate heron is a great great director so i can't I can't give it enough props. Like it just feels right. Compared to other things that may not have felt right before or weren't my like my
0: jam or anything like that. What do you think? This show is everything I wanted it to be and so much more. Like the fact that we are exploring not only uh, this version of Loki but also now a different version of Loki in the the Lady Loki variant. And in the motivations that could be the similar but different between the two. Like, one of the things I love so much about this lady Loki is she was, like, two steps ahead of our Loki. And she had a plan that was way more thought out and, you know, brilliantly executed than whatever's going through his head. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. And it's
1: unfortunate because, you know, we've always known Loki to, like, have at least a plan. But then again, he, he was kind of like... this plan. like, plans of work. Yeah, well then, yeah, exactly. And and Mobius is like, I mean, what were you gonna do then? And he's like, I don't know.
0: He doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't have forethought. Like, I'm really curious why Lady Loki has bombed the Sacred Timeline. I like, I have thoughts on the Sacred Timeline. Like, I'm not convinced that's the only timeline. I'm not convinced that there's not already a multiverse. And I'm definitely not convinced that the Timekeepers, you know, even still exist. So, something shady is up at the TVA. Um, whatever it is, I think Ramona Re- Ravana Renslayer is in on it or knows about it or some part of it. Oh yeah. So. I definitely agree with that. And I
1: I think like in the comics Ravana Renslayer is linked to Kang the Conqueror and Kang is coming in I think Shang no, Ant, I'm Ant sorry. Man. Ant-Man Quantum Ant-Man. Mania. Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm kind of intrigued as to what's going to happen, but Oh, I'm no, just I'm wondering if things.
0: this I'm wondering if this is going to be a situation like what they did with Thanos where it was like Thanos appeared in Guardians and was sort of peppered in little mentions or appearances or whatever until he arrived in Infinity War. I'm wondering if they're going to do that with Kang and have there be like little mentions, little like moments, like maybe we see him in a cut scene at the end of something or whatever and then he first really appears in Ant-Man Quantumania.
1: Yeah. I agree. And people are saying that he looks like the middle timekeeper, the one with the setback eye. Uh, even in the animation. Like, Why are the eyes so weird? And I'm like, well, because one is setback.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> even, in, even in the animation, if you look at the animation of the middle timekeeper and put it next to like a, a profile shot of Jonathan Majors, they do look similar. So... would
1: be oh, yeah. interesting
0: it's- if they made Kang one of the timekeepers, but who knows?
1: I... I'm very, very intrigued. I who knows if he is or not, but I'm very I'm excited for it. And honestly, it thus far it has been it's been really good and everything I wanted out of a series. I mean, you can't ask for it to move any faster. It's moving perfectly. You you can continue to wonder where things are going, but by the end of it, you know, we're gonna be in Black Widow season and then it's gonna be like, yeah, woo, new Marvel movie, yay! And, and we all know about how excited we all are about that. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yes. absolutely.
1: I mean, having having been to the theater a few times in the last couple of weeks to see different things, I'm so excited to have a Marvel experience in a movie theater again.
0: I'm so. jealous. I won't get to uh, have that, and I'm jealous.
1: I know it's so unfair that they closed your movie theater. I'm so mad. So mad for you. I would <laughs> I would take you to see In the Heights immediately. Immediately, it was so good. Well, do we have any other, any other last thoughts before we uh, close this, this adventure?
0: (laughs) I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much everything.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, guys, I mean, Adelia, you know, tell us where we can find you.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Adelia Chambo. Um, generally on the Let's Get Ready Network website, uh, let'sgetreadynetwork.com. We're currently moving servers on the website, so it's it's down at the moment, but it'll be back up soon. Um, you can get uh, merch stuff at the merch store. Uh, it's usually store.letsgetreadynetwork.com. Store.letsgetready.net, I'm not sure that link works at the moment, but it should be working again soon. Um, <laughs> like it's it's taking way longer than it should for this transfer to happen um and then uh, just check out the let's let's get ready main show on friday nights 8 p.m pacific uh or perhaps a little later depends on the pay-per-view if there's a pay-per-view that week but usually 8 p.m pacific and the gold standard that i now am part of every tuesday <laughs> at 6 30 p.m pacific i'm still getting used to that
1: It's <laughs> so weird um, no, I mean, not you being on it, but I'm, I still cannot tell time in Pacific. I, it just, even though I do it for work and for this and for literally everything else, I still can't do it. So I'm broken, but no, it's great having you on the gold standard. Honestly, I'm sorry. We didn't do an episode this week, but you know what? Everybody can live. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I'm Takara Kanashi, as you can see right here. Hey, hey, hey. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Stereo, Letterbox, Twitch. You can find me here on the Let's Get Ready Network, doing the gold standard at 6.30 Pacific Time, 9.30 Eastern Standard. Hey, thanks for saying us. <laughs> I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, with Cecilia. So we're doing everything now. We just own the network. It's fine. Um, don't tell yeah. our compadres. Yeah, don't Ferris tell the boys. Ferris and Justin might kill us. Um, we do, obviously, this, LGR Reviews, hanging out with Loki. Um, and maybe one day we'll do something pertaining to some sort of Night sister thing. Maybe. maybe. It'll maybe. just be you and me. It's fine. Um, yeah. We'll just go on and start vamping about nothing. <laughs> well, uh, you I'm can that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can find me on the PJ Campbell network talking about random things on the Sunday evening unwind. It's normally like, we literally talk about how the show generally goes off the rails. So I have no idea what we're doing most of the time. It's just me, PJ and Maxwell, and sometimes other people vamping about dumb things. Um, We're also doing water cooler chats for Loki. I think we were supposed to do some. Uh, Starting literally this Friday, probably, are we we posting this this today? The day this yeah, is starting, released. starting the day this gets released, I'm going to be on a nine-day vacation at Disney and Universal with PJ and Maxwell. And we have opened things to questions. So I know I'm pitching it here. Ask questions. We're going to be doing dumb things. So I mean, whatever. <laughs> you never know. You might get a video <laughs> blog here too. It'll be great fun. It'll be a crossover episode. <laughs> um, and then you can actually find both of us hanging out at Video Drew's Network as mods. Yeah in YouTube, Discord, I tell Garth to pick that name up. We uh, cause havoc, take names, sometimes we do quizzes. I did one about Thor Ragnarok, and very, 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 very slightly lost by like one point, I believe. But you know, it's fine, it's fine. Not hurt, not no. sad, hundred dollars. <laughs> and, and that's really that's really where it goes, guys. Uh, you know what to do: like, subscribe, tell us what you think, leave comments. You know, you can hear us on every different platform. I'm not doing a list like anybody else would. I bet yeah, you. Yeah, we have this. the audio
0: feed: uh, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Google, Stitcher, more, more. <laughs> Just leave it at that. You can find us at all these places. Just How search you- the Let's Get Ready Network. You'll find us.
1: Legitimately, all you really need to do is tweet. The let's get ready network because I bet you I know who will answer and they'll be able to tell you everything that you want to know because yes, it's so much yes. easier to copy paste than it is to say a list out loud oh yes it is
0: <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> at let's get ready net if anyone wants to tweet at us that's also the same on Instagram I need to start using the Instagram more
1: we could take stupid
0: pictures we can post screenshots of
1: Justin I don't know yes, <laughs> We,
0: we can, need to we start doing stuff out. Like that.
1: <laughs> this is what we talk about on LGR reviews guys it's fine oh yeah. it's fine okay <laughs> let's wrap, let's wrap this up and actually talk. And <laughs> peace. <laughs>